first time I knew how to say your last <laughs> name. <laughs> all right, we're good, man. I, I didn't even try it before. It's all, it's all good. <laughs> what up, y'all? Welcome to the Blazing the Trail podcast. I'm your host, Tut Kai Leach, a.k.a. Mr. K1. This podcast is all about giving listeners the right mindset and the perfect tools to have in their toolkit so they can start blazing their own path. All right? So we have an extraordinary guest today who is blazing the trail in their own way. We will talk about his thought processes when he started. He will give us a heads up for the pitfalls that came for him. And if this is the path that you want to take, and uh, we hope you heed that. So this guy is a father, a musician, an entrepreneur, the owner of Capital City Hype, a member of Righteous Hand Records, Righteous, owns his own painting business, also a brother of mine, and a person who knows how to push through and make something out of nothing. Everybody, the trailblazers out there listening, please, let's give a warm welcome to Mr. Andrew Hill. Drew Real in the house. Hey. Yes. What's up, guys? Yes. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming, brother. Before we go, here's a lyric that I really love. I'm kind of glad they counted me out. Now they can't tell me shit because I made my own route. Got them all watching like a stakeout. Can you wrap that for me in the kind of cadence that you have? Because I couldn't figure it out. I'm kind of glad that they counted me out. Now they can't tell me shit because I'm in my own route. Yep. Got them all watching like a stakeout. Bang. Let's clap for that. Hey. Yes. Yes. Thank you for being here, bro. For sure, man. Thank Appreciate you. Appreciate it. Got got one nostril working, but we here, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cold. It ain't. It's okay. Y'all got that right? Not COVID. All right. So, Austin, we... We on this podcast, we like to help people who are going through the process of trying to obviously start their own path. A lot of the people see like their favorite entrepreneurs at the end or in the middle of where they're at. But we want to show people and give them the tips for when they're starting. So like this beginning part, we want to focus on, let's say your beginning years, your dark years, Mm -hmm. like let's say before high school ended. So can you give the listeners a kind of like a break like just a background of you. I mean I could I could start from the very beginning yeah let's do it we need we need the context um so born and raised Lincoln Nebraska yeah um dad wasn't really around mm-hmm. um grew up around like 13th and 8th street central Lincoln shout out really diverse area mm-hmm. um my mom, she was an addict, mm-hmm. which I didn't really know as a kid. I was, I was like in denial of, of it. Um, so I'd, I'd say around 11 years old, 12 years old. Um, my brother, my older brother, he's about six years older than oh, me. You got a brother? Mm-hmm. Didn't know that. I've got a, I've got an older brother. I got a sister, and I got t- two twin sisters. I've never met. Whoa. Um, Something new. Uh, mainly because my dad wasn't around, so yeah, that's that why sense. I didn't meet them. Um, we're in contact now, um, like on Facebook and shit. But yeah, can I cuss? Can I cuss on yeah, okay. just don't don't do too much. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so my brother was in a group home, and my mom wasn't paying child support because he was in a group home. So, um, well, before that, we uh, we was getting evicted from our apartment. So the sheriff came to the house. Traumatizing. That has to be traumatizing. 
came to the house, you know, you got such and such time to leave. You know, my mom's pissed, whatever, shuts the door. Then the officer comes back, knocks on the door. It's like, oh, you have a warrant for your arrest for child support. Wow. So she, she gets taken to jail, and the officer gives me a ride to my brother's dad's house. Ironically, so I'm staying. So I go stay in my brother's room. Yeah. While my brother's in a group home. That's crazy. And so my mom's in jail, and I used to, I went to the F Street Rec like. That was all religious. the time. Yeah. Yeah, that was the spot. Just. I did the same with the Salvation Army. And um, they had this uh, overnight lock-in. Uh, Remember I, those? Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah. And I stayed up all night just trying to forget about stuff, just having, trying to have some fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, I ended up getting sick because mm. it kind of wore my immune system down. For sure, the stress and all that. And I got the flu. Well, my brother's dad, Mark, he wasn't able to take me to the doctor because mm-hmm. my mom didn't write a note saying... Mm. He had like the authority to take uh, me. the guardianship. Guardianship. Or yeah. So because he couldn't take me to the hospital, he basically called CPS or whatever DHHS. Yeah, Health and Human Services. Yeah. And uh, basically, they came and put me in foster care. My mom was charged with child neglect for not writing that note. Dang, for you not being sick. I mean, for you. For them, uh, for your parents for not writing that giving out. him authority to be the guardian. That's crazy. And basically, they show up. I'm like, well, you know, what's going on? Mm-hmm. He was like, oh, they're, you know, they'll be able to help you. I can't, you know. And um, within that same day, that same day, within a couple hours, I was in another family's house. I went to the, went to like the offices. You know, they did some paperwork, figure out where I, where to place me, mm-hmm. and they went and put me in a foster home over in like Sheridan Boulevard, big old house, yeah, kind of like a rich rich family. Like the, yeah, that neighborhood's um, pretty big. At the time, I was going to Irving. Mm-hmm. That would have been like sixth grade, or no. I was going to Irving, then I went to Park because I got in a little bit of trouble. Yeah. So I had to finish out my year at Park Middle School. Mm-hmm. I, I I specifically remember, which is kind of fucked up. The uh, my foster parents were like, "Oh, go ahead and pack your bags. We're going on vacation for like a week." Huh. I'm like, "Okay, dope." <laughs> I pack okay, my dope. bags. And they dropped me off at another foster home. Oh, and they so went on vacation. So they lied to you. Kind of was like, I don't, I don't know if they lied to me, they but it was just saying we're going on vacation. And you not. But that we wasn't including me. I see. Um, Is that, would you consider that one of your first times consciously aware that you feel like being left out? Or can you kind of pinpoint on one of the times that you were conscious where you're like, I'm I'm an alien of sort. Yeah, I'm this not. was all just like, uh, it was so shocking. So 
just like i was in shock mm -hmm. it was just it was all happening so quick i was actually diagnosed with like displacement disorder where when my surroundings change fast mm -hmm. i freak out yeah which is normal yeah i was I just gonna say, say that i think that's human um so well luckily well that's crazy my my dad, who was in jail, found out my mom was in jail. Oh, my god! So he basically somehow got a hold of his dad, my mm -hmm. grandpa, mm -hmm. who was fostering two of my cousins. My uncle gotten in some trouble and was fostering two of my cousins. And uh, he, he showed said, up to my court hearing. Yeah. So when you're a state ward, they have court hearings every six months that's just how it is that's mm -hmm. the timeline mm -hmm. so when they review the case they're like you know if nothing happens they're like oh we'll review it again in six months that's kind of how slow the process is with dhhs yep and um so my grandpa came to the six month court hearing and was granted my father i was i was granted to go live with him yeah which i didn't know him because you, you just knew that oh that's my dad's brother my dad's dad so that's my oh, grandpa. grandpa yep yep so this would have been probably like 8 p.m we leave i get probably get out there around 8 p.m because my grandpa lived in milford yeah. so i just remember kind of falling asleep in the car driving on a dirt road just going like, out to Milford the <laughs> and then meeting my cousins that I've never met. I, I kind of have s small memories of yeah. meeting them when I was little. Like yeah. my dad tried to be around when I was younger. Mm -hmm. um, and then it just kind of like, as he got in trouble, it just, there'd be a couple years I'd go without seeing him. And then, but um, then I was forced to go to counseling. Um, did that help? It it did. It started to help. I started to open up to this guy, Jeff Bowers, mm -hmm. over on... Shout like, out, Jeff. Shout, shout out, out, Jeff. R.I.P. Jeff. R.I.P. Oh, um, I want to say a couple months into it, Jeff got diagnosed with leukemia and died. Damn. The person that you can I could on. talk to. Yeah. Person, he... It took me a really long time to be able to, to talk express myself yep, and trust them and after that they just assigned me another one and and then after that it you kind of wasn't were, really the same after that yeah because it's like i've created this bond with jeff just so much and it's gone so much shit was just happening that's all happened away. yes but before high school yes before high school that's crazy school. so what kind of kid were you in high school then were you more of like the outgoing or were you more closed in simply because of all that happened and transpired so i want to say elementary middle school i was a pretty bad kid oh would you like tabletop kids and stuff like that no <laughs> just more of almost kind of like searching for a little bit of attention, attention. yeah and being is, like the class clown yep. cracking jokes and uh, i'm with you on that and then when this all happened and like i had no escape yep I was kind of forced to be good. Yeah. Like, yeah, you had to. I'm out in Milford, 20 <laughs> miles from Lincoln. I got 
just like that, separated from all my friends. A lot of my friends didn't know where I was, what happened, nothing. Um, like so, I went to I went to elementary school with Chris and all them. Yeah, I was gonna say Chris so. Kenny. Um, <laughs> shout out them. Shout out Topher. Shout out Bars. Shout out Toph, Kenny Bars. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and so I I started going. I transferred to Milford. That's crazy. Was going to school there. I started wrestling, which I really wait. Um, how much did you weigh then? Oh man, probably <laughs> like 110 pounds. Holy, soaking wet. <laughs> my cousin, my cousin, my mom's sister's mm-hmm. son was wrestling at Southwest, mm-hmm. and since I started wrestling out in Milford, mm-hmm. I really wanted to go to Lincoln. Yeah, to go to Southwest, which was kind of on the edge of town yeah. in Lincoln. You, you know, kind of straight shot yeah. from Milford. Luckily. The state was able to provide transportation, and I was able to go to Southwest. Lit. Dab. Yeah, for I'm real. back in the I, city. That small town shit was... For, for the birds. Bro, I showed up. I showed up. I was rocking Sean John. Yeah. Both my ears pierced. I was getting made fun of. They called me gay boy. What? At Milford. And then, like, a couple months later, I started seeing, like, everyone with their ears pierced. <laughs> you broke the I, ice. I you were a trailblazer, shit. baby. <laughs> I started that shit. <laughs> well, so what year? First off, what year did you graduate? 2011. Bro. I actually graduated early on my I birthday. Grad- I graduated was, 2011. I graduated early on my birthday, and it was a Friday. Skittish. Shit was lit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I actually was I was able to go back and live with my mom in high school. Mm-hmm. It was like a monitored situation. They'd come. You, and, you'd have somebody supervise the right. whole visit. And then I started missing school. My grades started slipping, and I actually got taken away from my mom again. Oh. Did they take you back to Milford? Yep. Damn. Basically, Square what happened one. was DHHS called my grandpa, and he showed up and was like, I have to take you. You have to come Just out of me. the blue. Out of the blue. And it was, yeah. Bro, just... Just thinking about that whole situation that's happened in your life, just like, yo, when will this stop? Pretty much, man. Pretty much. It, there was a time, there was, for, I want to say the first, like, so I was in foster care for about, from age 12 to 16, 17, um, which, you know, for the first, like, year and a half, two years, my mom was like, fuck this shit. This is bullshit. I, mm-hmm. I, don't, I shouldn't have to jump through all these hoops. You know, they kind of assign the same the same, the same, guidelines for everyone. Yeah. No matter what situation yeah, you're in. You yeah. got to go to AA meetings. Mm-hmm. You got to do all this. You got to, you know. And the welfare problem. She wasn't having it. And she was an addict. I mean, she was a functioning addict. So, like, uh, we had a nice apartment. Mm-hmm. It was clean. Um, you know, I had a safe space. It wasn't like, so my mom, she, she was, a she did meth. That mm-hmm. was my dad too. That was, they both did the shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, man, I'll, you know, a lot of people have to make the mistakes to learn from them. Facts. And I was, I'm the type of person to see other people's mistakes. Yes. My God. Um, that's growing right there. When you you don't have to be in the same same position, but you could be like they you've seen it and they've told you about the experience. You're like, okay, bet I'm not doing that. Facts. Why would I want to go yeah. through that? <laughs> Makes no sense. 
Um, but yeah, I finally was able to go back with my mom. Um, I was kind of doing the bare minimum at high school. You know how you do. Every like, <laughs> I did the bare minimum. I was so good at math. Like I didn't have to do no the, none of the homework, and I just aced the test. <laughs> and um, finally, my counselor was like, because I was skipping so much class. Yeah. My counselor was like, yo, what are you doing? Yeah. You have enough credit, credits to graduate. Why are you fucking off your GPA yeah. and doing all this? And like, I'm, I was in bad. the middle of calculus. I was about to take the second semester of calculus and i had like a c plus yeah just because once you reach calculus that's a math ain't easy no more. no <laughs> at all and uh so yeah i graduated early and then so december you graduated that december no my birthday's march 18th oh it was a friday that's when i graduated damn so a sem one semester early yep that's crazy so on the third semester, I graduated. That's crazy. I was going to ask you this question. What was your real slap in the face from life when you got done with high school? But it seems like there was a lot of slaps. <laughs> I was. I had to grow up and face realities but early in you're life. you're probably thankful for that. Obviously not other things that happened before, but just you got a taste of reality than most kids I've, already. I've said this a lot. You know, it's crazy what happened, but I'm actually thankful for every bit of it because it's made me who I am. Facts. And these are the circumstances is what made me. I'm a product of it. Exactly. And like in your whole situation, you could easily be the victim. You have all the reasons to be the victim, but there's no really no power in that. So Girl. now you made. So was so we're going to pivot. So. You're a musician. When was this? Did this start as like a form of therapy, or was it just like kind of cool? Because hip hop was definitely cool. Because you graduated 2011. This was like 50 Cent when we were in middle school. 50 Cent's coming up. The G Unit. Yeah, bro. 50 Cent. I had a I had a poster of 50 Cent with the Same. shattered glass. Yeah, massacre. Uh, <laughs> yep. It was a framed. I wanted at the fair, bro. <laughs> <laughs> at the capital city fair the uh, uh the state fair yeah yeah, yeah. um <laughs> before it moved to grand island yeah. but um like so while i was going to high school chris so tof he was going to southwest so, too yeah and i think it was what about cam did cam go to south no nah, he was still going to southeast yeah. chris was in a little bit of trouble mm -hmm. so he had to transfer schools and damn he, he was on house arrest and shit some more shit um but i remember seeing him in this was the first time I seen him since I was separated That's in high crazy. school. I was like, well, I seen him in like the way. halls. I'm like, yo, Chris. <laughs> he turns around. He's like, hey, what up? <laughs> uh, That's so it was, it was so a, dope. It was a good moment, man. I, it felt like I was reunited with my childhood. Like, yeah. And I, you know, I kind of noticed he was doing the music thing. Yeah. And, you know, I kind of sat back. I admired his flow especially on stage that's the first time that i was like oh shit maybe i could rap too. i admired his flow and um it just inspired me i kind of sat back took took some notes mm -hmm. and um i was like i was like bro i want to make some music yeah and he's Tunnel like he's like man do it that paper he was <laughs> like man do it and i actually so my mom was living above this cat on 15th and e Named Vel Bacardi. Vel Bacardi? I don't know if you've heard of what him. What a fucking name. Vel Bacardi. 
He actually got like a quarter million dollar record deal in the 90s, 95. And that, that's oh. like serious. He's from Kansas City. He's like Tech Nine's cousin, bro. Vel, Vel Bacardi. But he's older cat. He's like, this time he's like, he's like 50. He's like what? 45, 50, right? He got a deal at that? And I'm, I'm, uh, no, no, no. This is at, at the time, present oh, okay. day. So he got the deal yeah, in the 95, in 95. Oh, and he's telling me how. You know, kind of shit went sour. His name's Vel Bacardi. He loved drinking. Yeah. You know, they kind of just, like, fucked him off on his deal. He spent all his money, kept him drunk the whole time, and, like... Yeah, you're going to have to pay us this money. Hey, get us drunk. Pretty bro. much. He's He he didn't know, like, the, the ins the and business, outs of the yeah. industry until after he got screwed over. Yeah. That's how it so, happens. So, and I, he was still making music. Yeah. You know, he was, he was scrapping metal cans during the day and come home and make music and he lived below my mom my mom's boyfriend helped scrap metal with him Mm -hmm. so i got to know vel and he kind of was like he was kind of my mentor on my first song that's what's up that's an insane story do you remember your first song loaded mind loaded mind loaded mind what a a powerful title loaded mind yeah can uh, you remember a, a bar or something I actually hate the song. Okay, never mind. Yeah, yeah. It's a good song, bro. That surprisingly that's that song is my most streamed song Real to this stuff? day. Like the Philippines love that shit. <laughs> I don't know. It's um okay, they got loaded minds, But because too. it was my first song and I noticed like it's more the certain critic. stuff. It's yeah. my self criticism yeah. that I don't like the song. Exactly. And I look um, back and do the same shit. Um I think one of one of the uh, lines I said, I was like, I grew up in apartments. I grew up in apartments focused on my pockets. Ah, what did I say? I said, I grew up in apartments focused on my pockets. Oh, man, I can't think of it right <laughs> now. That's how... F- but, um... So I wrote my first song, recorded it at Sadson's. Because Vel was recording his ar- album there. At Sadson's. At Sadson's. Mm-hmm. So that was my first introduction into a professional and, uh, studio yeah, setting. Exactly. And um, I knew Chris was doing the, the music and stuff too. Yeah. And I kind of wanted to do it a little bit myself to prove that I had that. That you had it in you? That I had it in me myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, something about that pride thing that not asking for help. Facts. You know, because you don't want to feel like, oh, you just joining because he's doing it. Exactly. You know, and um, well, Vel was having a show. He was having a show. And um, oh, no, was we not recording? Go ahead. Okay, so um, so Vel was planning a show at the Bourbon. And I had my song recorded. It was on uh, Vel's hard drive. Mm-hmm. Vel's son made music too. He's actually pretty dope. Um, Is he our age? Yeah, he's our age. He moved up here from KC to live with his dad, and he was going to hop on his show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was eager. I was like, yo, Vel, can I, can I perform my song? Yeah. Oh, snap. And uh, he's like, you know what? Yeah. Let's do it. I really like 
you know, I like your song. I like, you know, so I like you, you know. <laughs> and um, so I'm helping them with this, you know, kind of set up the show. We got, you know, who was Loud Pack at the time? Yeah, Loud. 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 <laughs> um, got that shit tatted on me, bro. 402 yeah. And then this is the Righteous. Hell yeah, I love tape. that shit, bro. Um, on the right hand. But um, it was an exciting moment. I know Chris and them did did a show before. Was, um, and we kind of invited all our friends to this Vel Bacardi show. And um, I was going to perform my song. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to say 30 minutes before set time, we couldn't find my song on the hard drive. Vel's like, oh, the hard drive, I left it at the house. So I, I rushed back to his crib, me and his son, um, rushed back to his crib, grabbed the, hard, grabbed the hard drive, get back, get it to the DJ. We tell him what song it is and when, you know, where my song will be. Uh-huh. It'll be right before um, Vegas was his name. Uh-huh. Right before Vegas performed. Uh-huh. Getting ready to perform. All my friends come out. You know, childhood friends, they come out. Yeah, bless you. That place was packed out, bro. Yeah. I remember going to a 402 Love Pack show, and that shit was This fun. was Vel Bacardi's show. And... In the back back? No, it was in the front. Yeah. It was in the, the, the rye room. Yeah. It was packed out. Oh, which, for me, that was just an exciting moment. First time. So... I'm like, okay, I'm I'm about to be up next. My heart's racing. <laughs> I get handed the microphone. I go up. I see like a bunch of my friends in the crowd. Someone else's song starts playing. Damn. I look at the DJ. He's like, didn't know what was happening. I guess he didn't have the song. Couldn't find the song. I don't know, bro. Then why'd was, you play it? I was crushed. Yes. I was crushed, bro. That I was- just handed the phone to. Uh, microphone to Vegas and hopped off stage and like actually after that moment a lot of my old friends didn't come to my next shows Damn. because somebody that else was like my moment yeah to show them what I got exactly and didn't perform it didn't work out um but I just I kept at it and uh now <laughs> You're answering my own question, aren't you? <laughs> I kept at it, you know. Was became part of Loud Pack. Um, everyone's making music. Mm-hmm. I'm slowly kind of taking my own pace. Like I probably like to this day, I probably only have like twelve songs released, mm-hmm. and I started in what year was it? 2015? Probably. Yeah. 2014? Yeah. Maybe 2013? Because I'm the same way. Yeah, I'm just... It's got to sound right. It's got to be perfect. I got to take my time. That's my problem. That's why there's no... In my eyes, like, people are like, you need to release music. You need to go faster. I'm like, but it's not... It's not that I... I don't need to put out shit all the time. Right. But when I put out something, I feel... Like it's important to me, so I'm gonna put it out. And what I've seen from you, bro, is good. Yeah. For for not like it's not being into that long for when no. you did start it. Yeah. It was dope. Appreciate it was good. 
appreciate it. It was quality. Yeah. That's that's how I feel. Okay. Quality over quantity. Speaking of that, quality. The guy who dipped out on this, Drake. Shout out Audio 22 that it Drake used to so be. Brad, not... So Brad. Not Drizzy. <laughs> not Drizzy. Drake, um, who pretty much helped manufacture this sound for a lot of Lincoln local uh, artists here. I'm trying to think how I got connected with Drake. I saw it from Kenny. Right, and see, I we told Kenny about it. Yeah. God, how did we, how did I get introduced to Drake, man? I can't rem, I can't remember. Yeah, who was the first, bro? Because they opened the door. I think it was. It might have been Cameron. Cameron. I think it might have been Cameron. Um. And then I told Kenny about it. And then he must have told you about it. I he didn't he told me about it, but he was never like you should go here. He, I was just like, yo, where are you recording at? And then I was like, yo, Drake, um, what is like, what are your, what are your rates? And I was like, that's dummy cheap. And so I went over there, made a couple of songs, and it's like, he doesn't mix it in front of you, Mm-mm. so it's kind of scary. But once you have a song with him and he mixes it, you're like, okay, I can trust him now. If we need need to make a tweak. Here and there, cool. right, right. So you pay hour, you pay hourly with him, and yep. then another, basically another hourly rate to get it mixed. Exactly. And a lot of other places here in Lincoln, you pay like sixty, sixty, and they An mix hour. it for you. They have a preset mix. Yeah. They click, 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 yep. click, click. Oh, your song's done. I'm you like, know man, what I mean? You ain't put no love into that. Exactly. Is they just turning out songs to make money? Exactly. Because they and need to pay for all that. Electricity bill. Low key, we was kind of salty that everyone started going to. I'm sorry. Audio seventeen. I'm sorry. People we didn't fuck with was going there, and it's like. Yeah, cause they somebody. I actually don't want to name names. Yeah, we ain't gonna name names. <laughs> this town is too small, bro. This town is too fucking small. As we learned today. Which is another reason why it's so hard to, um, like, do anything unique here because I feel like it's if you're so the first, small. if you're the first to do something, it's like. Two or three other rappers kind of hop on that when they see you do it. It's like we have limited resources here. Limited resources. Um, Luckily, I've been able to, like, record at home during this COVID situation. I just record myself. Don't even try to mix it. And I just send it to the homie for him to mix it. I'll tell you one guy, though. Vaughn makes hits. Yeah. Yeah. That's who I send a lot of stuff to. That's a small world. That's my my girl's sister's baby dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anaya? Is that her their baby? Anaya's dad? dad. Yeah. So Kiana's. Yeah, baby Kiana. Dad. Shout out Kiana. I haven't seen her in a long time. <laughs> She's doing good. Okay, let's say this. This dude, Drew Real. Follow him on Spotify. We'll put it up here. This is the link. Go look him up. He has in 2019, 9.3 thousand listeners, 444 hours. And uh Streaming total of 18.2 thousand streams on Spotify. Damn, I didn't even know that. So he put in work for 2019. Hey, I tried. Man. <laughs> yeah. That's that self-promotion, you know? You gotta, yeah. Every, every, your favorite artist pays for promotion. Facts. Pays for their placement. Just a little, just a couple, what, 40 to 60, maybe 100 bucks will put you out there. When they have a budget of like 50K, 100. yeah. 100K. You're gonna be on rap caviar. to be the yeah to be the face of Apple yeah that banner yeah you know what I mean like, like maybe Drake don't have to fucking yeah. do that like, <laughs> J Cole don't do that shit yeah. he just drops it yeah. and no promotion nothing it's a surprise but 
all your favorite artists. And for some reason in this city, bro, if mm -hmm. you pay for promotion, mm -hmm. it's perceived as you're paying for views. For yeah. It's, you're it's, paying when... Like, makes no sense. They'll be like, oh, I'll take my organic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my, you, you can do it if you want. My hundred views are all organic. I ain't about to pay for views. I'm like, all right, all right. we're not Lincoln, paying bro. for views. You're paying to get your music in front of people's exactly. faces. It's the same thing. Oh, these are the new radio stations. So I'm going to pay just like a, a label pays mm -hmm. to go put my music in rotation. Mm -hmm. You think just uh, it just happens sometimes and so randomly that they get lucky with that. There's a difference between paying to play. Yeah. And compensating someone who fucks with your music. Facts. Because when you pay to play, someone with their shitty music yep. can have the DJ play their song. Because mm -hmm. this DJ is just letting anybody just, yep. give them money give to play their yeah. shitty song. Yep. Whereas a DJ will play my shit because they actually fuck with it. Exactly. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to compensate them. Yep. Like, why wouldn't you? You know, it's a, it's a, it's a respect thing. Exactly. A mutual... A mutual um, agreement. So now we're going to pivot. Y'all see his shirt? Capital City Hype. Make sure y'all follow it. Boom. Zoom in. Yeah. 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 Drop ship. You know, capitalcityhype.com. You can go get these. Get it personally delivered sometimes? Oh, uh, actually, no, not for these. It's a drop ship. So okay, it'll, perfect. It'll get shipped to your house. But actual the actual products. Yeah. Yes, the products, Yeezys, bro. I like I Jordans. keep I, I keep coming at uh, Drew. I need some shoes, but then what size you wear, bro? Twelve. I don't have like I got nines and tens are like fucking popular. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because that's most definitely. most that's, people's shoes. That's size. my size. Jack, what size shoe you wear? Twelve. Yeah, yeah we're gonna put Capital City hype up here. So y'all make sure y'all go follow on Instagram. Give the man a like. Go look at his catalog. I he do also customs. has a website. I do customs, too. Oh, yeah, I saw that. I paint I paint on Air Forces. Yeah. That's it. I'm just fucking with Air Forces right now. Don't hit me with some <laughs> random Jordan you want me to airbrush. <laughs> I'm hand-painting these shits. That's crazy. So, okay, what led you into, the, like, thinking about buying and selling, like, a lot of these, like, streetwear items, these high... uh these high demand shoes. My sneaker collection was getting outrageous. How many shoes do you have right now? Just to start. Um, when I started, like before I started, I probably had like, oh bro, I probably had like sixty to like eighty, maybe a hundred. Do you have a lot of schedule? You should have a calendar on this day. <laughs> right? No, I just, I just love shoes, Monday man. Monday the twenty seventh. And I started. I started, you know, because I was working at Target and uh, my 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 uncle owns a painting business and I started making decent money and I was, you know, started buying the shoes I've always wanted growing yep. up. I didn't have shit, didn't have yep. money to, to get and that shit. And I could shit. do it. And I could do it. And I find, like, it hurts me now because some of my shoes in my collection I completely overpaid for. Yeah. Like, I overpaid Damn. for them. But it didn't matter. Because you got them. Because... That's the shoe I always wanted, and like you, you get that feeling of like, almost a feeling of success. Yes. When you rock those shoes. It's like, oh, I know you see my shoes, bro. Like my first hype, my first shoe, and I love these shoes. The 
the Jordan Eleven Retro. Just a gamma, bread. the oh, gamma, gamma blue. So with the blue logo, a blue Jordan logo. It's a light blue Jordan logo with. Like I have those the, in the car. They're my hooping shoes. They're probably not the best, but. Hey, they're probably still worth something, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you got the Gamma Blues, bro? You yeah, hooping bro. those? Yeah. You crazy? Because my brother gave them to me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. But I didn't know nothing. I was like, oh, some 11. I think cool. I paid. They're, they're probably more now, but I paid like 450 for them. For I, I wouldn't have hooped if, if I would have known. That. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have hooped. That was my first pair of shoes that I bought that was super expensive. But did I've you know wanted. about this resale culture? I didn't know, but I was. You know, I was seeing online some some documentaries of these like nineteen year old kids making a meal in a like year. Ben, what's his name? Ben, Ben Kicks. Yeah. Benjamin Kicks. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I saw wild. him going crazy. I seen a, a documentary. This dude was making a million dollars in a year by reselling shoes. He was backdooring shoes. Um, just he would pay like you know whatever twenty five hundred to some cat at Foot Locker, and he'd backdoor him like a hundred pairs of shoes. And he'd flip them, and he oh, kept so he doing had the that. Plug, plug. Right, you can't do that no more. Yeah, bro. I was just gonna say. Foot Locker, Finish Line, all them limit, got it. Limit two. Lock. They got that shit on lock, where you have to like, you have to like scan the receipt and a bunch of shit, like. Damn. So, but um, basically, I seen my collection. It was getting big, mm-hmm. and I just I had this addiction. Mm-hmm. I had this addiction of so buying would, shoes. Would you buy them and then sell them to just... No, I just had my my collection. I loved fashion. I loved, you know, also being a rapper. Facts. Like, you you got to love fashion. Yep. And That's a part of the culture. It's, I, I'm not like, oh, I have to love fashion because I'm a <laughs> rapper, but um, it just I just love be. fashion, bro. Yeah. And Ain't nothing wrong with it either. It's another form of expressing yourself in this world of uncertainty and facts like bro we've had fashion ever since we had clothes exactly since young like you want to stand out all days like whoa where'd you get that skin (laughs) yeah she's like whoa i need so i was i was like how can i keep this addiction and make money off of it that's how everything starts. And so I basically, I had like $1,000. I was looking on Facebook Marketplace. And uh, I, he's he's now the homie. I didn't know him at the time, but uh, uh, Mason, Mason Alice, I don't know if you know him. No, I don't. Um, he... Uh, I had hit him up. He was selling some shoes or something, and then he had sent me his pictures of his whole collection, some mm-hmm. other stuff he might sell. I, was, I bought five pairs of shoes on him for a thousand. Holy shit! Which came out to two hundred each, and like, you know, one of those pairs I was able to sell for three fifty, three hundred, two fifty. So I was like, oh shit, I could really do this. Yeah. You know. What was the first shoe that you sold? I want to say the Zebra Yeezy. Weren't those one of the first? The Z- no, no, no. no. Uh, I know what you're talking about. I remember. They almost looked fake to it, me. The first Yeezys ever. I was like, why are people wearing fake Yeezys? But they were actual Yeezys. I was right. like, oh, fuck. Those ones were like super hard to get. What are they called? Can you look it up? Like the turtle, like the, the turtle, the turtle dove, the doves. Oh, shit. 
Like I, should, bottom, I should know this shit. Because the bottom of I'm, them? I'm in this business. I should know this shit. But, Bro, but uh, there's so many shoes. How can you be so... How can, you can't be mad at yourself for that. Um, Turtle Dove? The, no, just the Doves? The version one Yeezys. V, the, That's crazy. And, um, like, all those are fucking super expensive now. Oh, shit. Um... Yeah, bro. I yep. honestly thought they were fake, bro. Yep, those are the ones. I, I've always wanted a pair of those, bro, but I've never gotten them. Those like, shits. Like my roommate, she had those. What? My old roommate, but I knew they were fake. Though. Yeah, see, yeah, there was so many fakes going around. So which, okay, I'm so confused on which ones are the fakes. How can you tell if a I shoe is I bet you fake? all those photos are real, but then once you get the the, the Oh, shoes, that's how they trick people? Right. So that's why they have certificates and pictures and everything. I remember like that. seeing uh, not not so much certificates. You gotta have a receipt or like an email, uh, or but basically YouTube uh, legit checks. People will have a real pair. Will you know? Will point uh, out the stitching, like the the lip you grab on the back mm -hmm. will have like. Five. So like at at Six you know matches. some of these shoes will have like a, a a lip. You know you grab on the back of the shoe to pull your shoe up. Some mm -hmm. of them will have. Well, not some of them, but the like the turtle, they'll have like a cer certain amount of stitching dashes on the back, and, and oh you count them God. and you compare them to the pair you got, and if it doesn't match up, they're fake. You know what? Um, they've got some crazy fakes now, bro. They're getting blueprints of the actual shoes. You so know? you never really know. It's you hard. It's I've actually gotten a pair of fake shoes with the with a receipt. On them, and I looked up, was looking online. China getting real good. Getting a legit check, and I remember one of them was like, "If you get a receipt with the name Mario something on it, yeah. in my receipt had Mario <laughs> on his on it." I'm like, I hit dude back. I'm like, "Yo, bro, I'm not saying you finessed me, but you got finessed." Yeah. So hit up whoever you got these shoes from. Cause like I always give people benefit doubt. Yeah, man. because I don't, yeah. I don't jump the ass, and you know I understand they have the they have good intent, and sometimes yeah. it doesn't they always get work overshadowed, out. Overshadowed, yep. And um, so, which it it worked out fine. You know he he came back through, gave me my money back. That's what's up. Reputable guy. Respect. Appreciate. Respect. Okay, I see you always wearing a fan <coughs> pack, and you're not wearing one right now. I was actually about to grab it on the way out, but I was in a hurry. I wanted to be here, so I I left it. The Supreme. The Supreme. How, how much do those run? Uh, the one I have like is probably about two hundred now. Yeah, maybe two fifty. Do you do you prefer more of the messenger style, or do you prefer more of like the literal fanny pack? I prefer the 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 messenger the crossbody. Yeah. Which, if I got a fanny pack, I would still rock it crossbody. Yeah, because like when I rock a crossbody, it rubs. Okay. So sometimes I'd rather almost have the messenger style, right. just like the one that you that you be wearing. Yo, first off, before we go, sick with you and Hakeem. Shout out Hakeem. Hey, all caps. Shout out my boy. Happening. Um, when y'all went to GP Customs, whose Tesla is that? Is that theirs that they did? That was uh, one of their customers' Teslas. Oh, they don't know. Uh, bro, everyone's everyone's cool with. Every, yes, it's in the video. <laughs> I know, that's what I'm saying, but, like, <laughs> was they cool with that, too? <laughs> they was cool with it, man. I think uh, I think one of his 
one of his good friends owns a dispensary or some shit. In Colorado. Yeah, make sure y'all go look up his uh his music video. Sick featuring uh featuring Hakeem. Hakeem. Yeah, yeah, he's dripped up, bro. You got the kappa, the kappa pants. I went all Tommy out. Shirt. I went all out. Yeah, the counted up though. I was like, oh, who did y'all know in uh, Cali? <coughs> Was um, it excuse skate? me. Um, is does Bucky shout out Bucky P? I've never met the guy, but he seems like a really cool guy. Buck, man, he inspires me, bro. I'm a true fan of Bucky's music, man. He Bucky he, goes hard, bro. He kills shit. Yeah, and he makes beats. Yeah, and bro, he, I know, bro. Austin t- uh, talks to me about him all the time, and I'm like, yo, I need to meet this cat, bro. Buck, Buck's cold, man. Bucky He's P, on completely Instagram. underrated, man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was, I, yeah, he's friends with Skate. He was yeah. out in Cali living with them. They had like a, they, you know, roommates. They was yeah. all pitching in for, for a place. And, um, I had this beat from Raul, the producer. Shout out Raul. From uh, of high, high volu- volume? High volume. Shout out my guys, man. He's completely underrated. Yeah. Um, man, I'm doing all this shout outs. Everyone's yeah. going to start, <laughs> everyone's going to start hitting up the people I get beats from, man. So. <laughs> See, that's the thing about small city, bro. Everyone, uh, everyone, small city, everyone, big dream. Shout hey, out Kenny shout Bars. Out small city. <laughs> For real, yes. Um, he's gonna be on here soon. You gotta keep things a secret, but I'm revealing it. <laughs> Raul, um, okay, I almost say it again. But uh, Raul, Raul, Raul he's, a, he's a dope artist too. They he, work hard too. He at makes high paintings, volume. yes, bro. They all got their own hustle and, yeah. and drive. We all trying to make it, man. Um, it's just trying to do what you love every day and make money doing it facts so okay let's say if you were someone just starting out this resale company what are like the legal things that you have to look out for do you have to have a resale permit a sales tax permit what are the things i'm still working on that we're working on that (laughs) we're still under the table right now yo my actually i'm i'm you know i'm planning to document everything January 1st and okay. makes everything official Heck yeah. business account it's so hard to keep track of everything it is. I'm, I'm self-employed with my painting as yep. well and so that accounting that's that even too. hard that's a whole nother ball game you gotta pay taxes you yep. gotta but since I got my own website and everything now it's keeping track of all the sales exactly that's why I think everybody um, needs a website if you start any kind of business it's easy to track you're shit. able to type in what you paid for the item yep. and it keeps track of all that um and you know, I gotta I gotta start paying taxes on this. Show. Yeah, but bro, I still pay taxes for Yato. That's what sucks. Cause at first when I was doing it, my uh, I work for the city. My guy, my supervisor, he runs a, his own company, landscape called Mike's Organics. But he was like, "Tut, you know, you need a, a sales tax permit if you're selling clothes online." I said, "What?" He's like, "Yeah, if you don't, you some sometimes you could just get audited, and they just yep." I was like. It happens. Um, so you just you go online, you get a you go an to, employment yep, or a, a number. A, a, yep, a EIN. EIN. Yep, yep. yep. I was actually employment talking identification to my number. I'm about talking. to make my shit LLC. Isn't your the painting an LLC? Um, or is it more a sole proprietor? It's a sole proprietor. Yeah. Um, I don't have any loans out on it, Hell so yeah. it's like the Same. LLC protects you from getting sued and stuff like that. Right. So if you want to file bankruptcy on your business, it yeah. only goes for that business exactly. and they don't attack your personal funds. Yep. Which is crazy, bro. A lot of people, rich people, bro, they call them like grim reapers. Yep. They'll go buy a huge business that's mm-hmm. doing well, take out a bunch of loans on the business. Mm-hmm. 
kind of bleed the business dry. And then file for bankruptcy. And then file for bankruptcy. It's a it's a sport out here. Bro, what? Yeah. How is that not illegal? Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is illegal? No, it's they do it. The way America is set up is set up for businesses, and people can't do that. And they hide behind the corporate veil, so they don't get in trouble for it. Mm-hmm. The business is how uh, there's nothing for you to take out of the business. There's no assets, so everybody's off the hook, and you can't get in trouble for that. That's wild. That's that's the shit. Like when we grow up, we like most of our parents were just going through the motions of survival, trying to. There's these things we don't know. Exactly. So, like, if we were to know these kinds of things, we can help use the financial system to literacy. Our benefit. It's so big, bro. If I'm we still can learning use that, things. It's a ever, it's a ever, ever learning game, bro. I don't even know if that's a word. Ever learning, everlasting. Yeah, something like that. Anyways, um, <laughs> I I asked you, what about a sales tax permit? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Does the bay still have that? Uh, pop up the pop up shops. I haven't done that in a long time. I'm sure they stopped doing it because of COVID. Of COVID, man. Um. I'm currently working on putting a sneaker expo together. Like a pop-up? Bro, you no, should. No, like an expo. Like an expo. Okay. Where I bring, you know, any vendor can come out, get a table. Yeah. So it's like a convention. Yeah. Like sneaker con. Yeah. Shout out sneaker con. Shout out sneaker con. Host my boy you know. one time. <laughs> hey, sneaker con app is dope too. Y'all go they check that app? shit out. Yes. Sneaker con app. They have no, uh, no sales tax days. So you can. Oh, shit. That's a flex. That's so you'll get an that? email of, you know, today's no sales tax, and you can get all your money. They take, they take no fee. Oh you can God. adjust the price accordingly for a quick, to sell it quick. Because, yeah. you know, on them sites, you got to up your charge, up yep. your price Just a little so bit can, yep. to cover the, the exactly. fee that they take out. Sneaker con is dope. Um, That's what's up. But, yeah, I'm trying to put together my own convention. Um, I know, uh, you know, a couple other resellers were, you know, was, was trying to do it together, but you know, on a business aspect, like, I feel I don't, I can't put my, put Capital City Hype's name on something that I don't have control of. Facts. And I feel like, because it is connected and to that's, you, and that's not, you know, good juju. That's shout out those those guys, you know, Four O Two Souls, Four O Shoe, Shoe Shop. They're dope. They're dope. Um, Are these guys here, literally in Lincoln? Yep. Yep. We're at. I don't. I've never heard of them. Are they, um, they, don't I mean, have, they don't have a brick. They, they don't have a brick and mortar. It's nah, just they just you know, um, crazy. Four two four two souls. His dad was my uh, my wrestling coach in high school. <laughs> Milford. No, high school Southwest. Yeah, yeah. Coach <laughs> Coach Morrow. Shout out Coach Morrow. Bro. Okay. What is what is other than sneaker con? What is a place for an event? Any starting reseller should visit to see the culture in full effect so they can get a taste of it all. Definitely SneakerCon. Yeah. My first time going to SneakerCon was last year. Um, Is that what made you? It was in Chicago, SneakerCon Chicago. Is that what made you kind of like, actually, I'm going to start doing this? Oh, this was already when I was deep in the game. Oh, okay. I had never been to a sneaker convention. Um, I had tried to go to the fake expo. The fake expo? Fake expo. So fake stands for fly ass kicks every day. Oh, shit. Not fake <laughs> shoes. Yeah. Okay. Don't get it twisted. I don't rock fakes. Yeah. Um, That's crazy. Y'all, there's a, yeah, the fake Lincoln or fake, fake marketplace on uh, Facebook. 
fake marketplace. We'll put that Fly in. Fly ass kicks every day. They dope. Um, I remember I was trying to go to their expo in Omaha, and I, sh- I showed up a day late, and I had, like, a bunch of shoes That's packed upsetting. up. Yeah, it was... So it was like a two-day event. They were the first day, and the second day was like some video game stuff. Oh, and shit. I had showed up on the second day by accident. and uh, You were upset. Where I was, was like, damn, at? it was in Omaha. Oh, okay, cool. So it's not that bad. And, um, yeah, they're dope. Um, they're doing a virtual expo this year, so an online expo. Like, that kind of weird. Yeah, I don't know how that's going to work out. Yeah, that, I that mean, it's like forward thinking for sure. Yeah. Applaud them for that. That should be dope. I'm curious to see how it turns out. Um, but I'm definitely trying to find a, a big space where everyone could spread out healthily, you know, in a safe way because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, getting a flyer made up as we speak. Um, still kind of looking for the location right now. Yeah. I'm hoping before the end of the year. Is SneakerCon always in a different city? Um, it they kind of it's like a touring convention. So they'll go to the major cities, Chicago, L.A., St. Louis. Oh, shit. You know, and... Kind of stay in the Midwest. Yeah, that's the that's the epitome of sneaker conventions. SneakerCon yeah. is... Literally called SneakerCon. SneakerCon. <laughs> They're dope, bro. They're dope. And you can go there, and they'll actually legit check your shoes for you. So mm. if you have any, like... Oh, sneaker checks. I've heard of that before. But how much does that cost if you needed a sneaker checked? You know what? I'm not sure, actually. Probably, I don't know. That's a, I feel like that's another another hoop to go through. So, okay, pivot again. Before you perform live, what are your rituals? Like, what do you do throughout the whole day before you know you have to perform live? Um, I mean, I just try to make sure I'm, I'm listening to my music all day. I actually don't. I don't smoke before. Performing. I don't smoke before a show either. I can't. I I've actually fucked up my lyrics. Before. Bro, that's one of my scary, like scary moments. Yeah, I've I've <laughs> fucked up my lyrics before because I was like stoned performing. <laughs> now I like, I'm like, all right, let's light up after we yeah. successfully kill the show. This is a reward now. Exactly. Okay, so um, uh, I actually like. Usually the perform performance days is so busy, so you know. I kind of hate it, bro. I love it. And in a sense, it's like, oh, there's another fire I gotta put out. There's it's, another fire I gotta put it's out. It's almost that build up, yeah. that build up of anticipation, Facts. and you're anxious, and you you want to get it over with, but like you don't want you it to don't be want over. It to end. I, I, how do you feel on stage when you first started to now when you're more comfortable? Is um, it more like? I'm kind of nervous when there's no, well, I'm not talking, and it's just quiet. Do you feel, like, nervous at those times? I, I kind used of, to. I, I kind of black out on, on stage. Bro. Damn. Like, I've always, I always ask people, like, how was, it, how was I? How did I do? And they're like, yo, you killed it. You, you, uh, you, you belong there. Yeah. You act like you belong there. Yeah. When I'm always, like, I'm super nervous. I'm yeah. always nervous. I think everybody is. They just and, um, don't show it as much. I guess probably because I've just observed so much, bro. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a. Show me how to do it, and I'll do it. Like when we saw Talib Kweli in Omaha. Yeah, you remember that, that bro? That was I dope. was like, oh, what up, Drew? <laughs> Tyler, that Tom was my Lib. first. That was my first like '90s hip hop concert, bro. 
I think, oh, bro, I think that was mine as well. Dog, that that first guy that was in front of him, he was dope, but I, I couldn't figure out his name. Do you know a dude named Tokyo from uh, Chicago? T-O-W-K-I-O, Tokyo. He kind of looked like him. But, yeah, he makes music mm. with Chance, but okay. they kind of make similar music, but it's so dope that uh, we saw him too. Anyways, uh, what are some things that you like to do other than being a father, a musician, uh, doing reselling? Like, what are your hobbies? <laughs> I ain't got time for hobbies, bro. <laughs> Those like, are my you hobbies. You don't hoop, bro? Uh, I mean, I play a little 2K. <laughs> <laughs> I hooped I, all the time when I went to the F Street Rec as a kid, but, yeah. uh, you know, then I got into wrestling, and that was my passion, a completely unforgiving sport, bro, yeah. like, I was knocked out in practice, I bro, was completely knocked out. we were talking about that, out. wrestling practices are nothing to play with. Bro, I was, I got knocked out clean in practice just by live wrestling an opponent, um, basically, he faked in a shot, he, like, faked a shot mm -hmm. i you know responded accordingly mm -hmm. as he was coming back up from faking i was going down and the back of his head hit my cheekbone and i was out cold bro oh man and uh i remember calling i do i do remember calling coach over and asking him what happened but i don't remember asking him four times i do not remember that's, That's when he realized something's wrong. He got a concussion. He asked me four times what happened. <laughs> <laughs> and then my eyes swelled shut. I was, um, I couldn't remember, like, if I drove to school. Concussion. Um, it was actually, we was practicing during Thanksgiving break. And um, the trainer asked me what holiday we just celebrated. I didn't know. Yeah. You definitely shouldn't be wrestling at all, right? Bro, now. yes. <laughs> it's a love-hate relationship with that sport. Um, yeah, wrestling's definitely unforgiving, um, but it's rewarding. After I mean, I, they always say, there was a quote, like, after you wrestle, everything in life is easy. I swear, that makes sense. So it's like... You're battling yourself every day. It is. It's a team sport when you're... in. You know, during practice, you push each other. Mm -hmm. um, but it's an individual sport. It's all on you. Facts. You know what I mean? You you can't call on someone to help you out. It's no all tagging. On this ain't WWE. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I remember, like, puking, like, every other day in practice. Bro. Oh, my God. Running the halls. Did you have to cut much or no? Yeah, I would hover around, like, 135, and I'd cut to 125. Oh. Cut like 10 pounds. I remember um, eating a granola, half a granola bar for the the whole day. I Like two days before a wrestling meet, I'd be at the YMCA with, with trash bags on my body. A sauna suit? No, like I'd literally go get trash bags, cut a hole for my head and my arms, put it on, get a trash bag for my right leg, trash bag for my left leg, put sweat, tight sweatpants on over it a tight sweatshirt, and go run on the elliptical. And I remember I lost, like, five pounds in, like, 40 minutes just from water weight. Oh, my God. And 
you're it's not that's not healthy bro not one we didn't know what the fuck we was doing we was diehard wrestlers we gotta make way we was the day of the wrestling meet we'd be at uh we'd be at school with a with an empty gatorade bottle sucking on jolly ranchers spitting in the bottle trying to lose weight bro i swear to god (laughs) doing anything and then uh like you know i'd I'd weigh in at 124.8 i'm feeling great bro i would weigh in naked what you I would, could do that? I would yes, you can do that. You could take off all your clothes. I'd cut my shit, cut cut my balls and shit. And oh stand on God. the scale. They have the ref, you know, <laughs> looking at the shit, and uh, literally naked. Literally naked because your underwear that's an extra like oh, 0. Yeah. 0.5 pounds. And you skated by with just point zero two, huh? Right, and uh, oh my. God. Then I'd have like a foot long sandwich ready. <laughs> With the whole Gatorade to down. Was had. Because, you know, once you weigh in, you can eat as much as you want and gain that weight back. How, you have how many like, hours until you have your actual match, though? I want to say you'd weigh in at, like, 4.30. You'd wrestle at, like, 5.30. But you don't want to have too much fucking food. That's true, because there's been people who vomited. Yeah, bro. Because yeah. your, your body's not used to it. Like, what, the, what the hell is that that you just put in me, bro? Pretty much, yeah. Bro. Um, Question. Because I saw you shoot a basket. That's why I asked, what do you do for hobbies? I just saw you shooting a basketball backwards. I was messing up. Looking at. I was messing around. Yo, that was my third try. Don't try to do me on. I tried that 200 times. No, that was my third try. My girl can vouch for me on that one. She actually was like, like, salty that I made it on the third try. Because Carissa used to be a hooper, too. Yeah, she was. uh, So did Keanu. She's got that form, bro. She yeah, could actually from, from our hit some shots. Bartek, yeah, she was a she was a shooter. Her Lizzie, she had a she got. You know a, Lizzie, don't you? Yep. Lizzie's yep. in the shoe culture, isn't she? Yes, she yeah. works at Foot Locker. Oh yeah, right. I just bought her. I just bought shoes from another. Um, and then some Kyrie. Carissa got a tore her ACL. Yeah, at she a do Southwest both? game. So every time <laughs> we go by, meant to be. every time we go by Southwest, she's like, "Fuck that school." <laughs> I'm like, "Hey now." Hey. <laughs> oh shit. Man, Drew Real. I would like to thank you, man. Thank you for coming. Appreciate it. Man. Thank you all for listening. We are in for a great ride, aren't we? Just so you guys know, we've had to change the camera a couple of times. We've, we've had to re-record it. a couple of times. They go edit. So it. there's a couple of times that we jump. Just bear <laughs> with us, all right? Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Blazing the Trail Podcast. Where can we find Capital City merch and your music? You can check me out at uh, my business at Capital City Hype. Yep. On IG, uh, Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm normally pretty active on on IG. That's like the main. Perfect. And then you can, you know, if you're out of state or whatever, CapitalCityHype.com. It's got everything on there. Um, and uh, for my music, at Drew Real, that's D-R-E-W-R-I-L-L. You know, my name's Andrew Hill. Andrew Ryan Hill. So I just like that's Drew. Oh, yeah. You know, there's already an artist, Drew Hill. Yeah. You know, exactly. was it an R&B singer, yeah. Drew yeah. Hill? Yeah. So I'm like, I can't really do that. Yeah. And so I just replaced my middle initial with my last name initial, yeah. Drew Real. Yeah. It just flows. That's so dope. You know what I'm saying? So... <laughs> Um, yeah, you check me out on YouTube, Spotify, anything you like to listen to, Hell yeah. any platform, check me out, man. I got more music coming. 
Perfect. So if if you guys know a person that would be great on this podcast, make sure to hit our boy Drew Real up, hit okay. me up, or hit Jack at Buchanan underscore Jack. We'll also put that up. All right. So thank you, Drew, for being our guest. Yeah, thank you. Thank this you guys for fun. listening to Blazing the Trail podcast. As always, it has... As always, it always starts with you because you are the one. So make it happen. Make it happen. Episode two.